figure <coughs> it's the beginning of the nine days. So you talk about the, what the Kharban Samigdish means. How, what, how does it relate to us? And, and what does it mean to us? You know, not having a Besamigdish. You know, the mitzvah in the nine days is to mourn. And one of the hardest things for us to do is to mourn because you, it's easy. It's, if someone had something and lost it, he could mourn. But you'd never had it, and to say you should mourn, that's so we are so removed from it. So let me explain an interesting Gemara to make it a little bit, to understand how this works. Uh, <clears throat> the Gemara Mubasa says, I want to say a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, Hurdis, I think it's called Herald, went and he was, he, he was paranoid, and he felt that his ki- being king was being challenged. So Herod went, and he killed the Sanhedrin. Dimur has a whole story how he regretted what he did. So he asked uh, the head of the Sanhedrin, who he, one of them who he let survive, how could I make it tikkun what I did? He killed out the entire rabbis. So it's a very interesting Gemara, the way he says. He says, you know, this was the time where the temple was standing and people were neglecting it. There was no maintenance doing done. They needed a lot of maintenance doing. So he tells them that the Torah learning, the Sanhedrin represents the light of the world. It's a light. So you extinguish the light of the world, so rekindle the light of the world. So he tells them to rebuild the Besamekdish, give a good maintenance job, so he be able to bring light into the world. Mother says, some other says it's not the light of the world. The, the Sanhedrin are called the eyes. They're called the eyes of, of Kali Sol, eyes of the world. So rebuild the Besamekdish. The Besamekdish is also called the eyes. Now, to explain what this means, you know, in order a person to see, he needs two things. One thing he needs to see, he has to have eyes. It could be a light in the middle of the you know, sunny day. Unfortunately, a person's eyes not working. He doesn't see. He doesn't. You can have eyes, 20-20 vision, it's, it's middle of the, you know, pitch dark, he also doesn't see. In order to see, you need two things. You need eyes and light. So in, in life, a person needs it physically, emotionally, and spiritually. A person sometimes has a hard time to look himself emotionally what's bothering themselves. It's like he uh, doesn't see, doesn't have a good sight and understand what's bothering him. So you need good eyes, you need, and you need light. The Besamikdash represented both. It was the eyes of Claudius soul, and it was the light. Now to explain what this means, there was the eye and the light, which really means that, you know, in life, how to look at life, what's important to life, what to make priorities in life, is extremely confusing for people. It is. Every person I know, you know, has in their mind what's called priorities, what's important, what's not important, 
But it is a very, very confusing. Certain people, this is very important. Certain people, that's very important. Even couples who get married, they have to figure out what's the, the priorities to get them right, to have a good Shalom bias. So the Besamikdash was that having the Besamikdash gave a person eyes and light to be able to see. So not only you have the eyes, but you need to utilize it. If you wanted to sort of move away from the Besamikdash, you didn't, uh, you were busy with all, all nonsense. So the Besamikdash represented spiritually eyes and light. Now, to, to, to explain this in, in, in a simple form, let's say a person wants to live a peaceful life. You know, it, you need wisdom to have a peaceful life. You need to be able to see, be able to understand. You know, the, the, uh, to, to explain this Gemara, there's a very interesting Yerushalma. Yerushalma says that on Shabbos, even someone who just barely is religious is afraid to lie on Shabbos. So there's a famous uh, saying from the Satmar Rebbe, the earliest Satmar Rebbe says, today, learned people are not afraid to lie on Yom Kippur. What was it that in times of Yisamikdash, they were afraid to say a lie on Shabbos. I mean, all week long is okay. Came to Shabbos. The Shalma explains because when the Besamikdash was standing, people felt the awe of the Besamikdash. To have like a, it was shining the light of Kedusha to them. They would literally be afraid to lie. So the Besamikdash had an impact on daily things people were doing. Per person came Shabbos because Shabbos was, hopefully get to the end, also represents the Besamikdash, people were literally afraid to, to, to lie, and they wouldn't lie. So I want to explain, there's a, a Rav Nachman over here, takes the last words of the Torah, which is Bereshis, you see it begins called Bereshis, so takes the last words of the Torah, connects it to the beginning of the Torah. This is a famous thing called the Hadron, you connect the end of the Torah to the beginning. The end of the Torah says, Le'enei kol Yisrael, the eyes of entire Israel. It really, it refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu was the eyes of the Jewish nation. So he explains, if you notice in the caption it says, before the eyes of all Israel, because it goes on, really refers to Moshe Rabbeinu, the end of the Torah, and the sort of Moshe Rabbeinu with our, our eyes, which is very true. You know, the ch uh, ch as a child grows up at home, the only eye the child sort of has about the parents tell them when they're very young. And they get older already, they find themselves. When you're young, the eyes that you have is who's ahead. Moshe Rabbeinu literally taught Claudiusol everything, everything. So that's called the eyes of Kalyusom. So he says, Hatzadik Emes, he's going to explain something interesting. Hatzadik Emes, he says, the true Tzadik is the splendor, the beauty, and the grace of the whole world. This refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. There always we had leaders in Tzadikim who really led us. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Tzadik then. And we had, <clears throat> there were times. We had like great leaders, and this is called the tzaddik, which help us, you know, travel to this world, help us see 
Now we're going through life and daily life, what is important, what's not important, how to, you know, <clears throat> we'll get to it later, but life, I always tell people, is sometimes very confusing. Life is quite confusing. Is what we should do, what we should not do. How should we do it? What is the most important thing? So that's why the tzaddikim are called the eye of Kali. So and it's also called the tzaddikim are called the beauty of the Jewish people. This is our thing that we look up, Moshe Rabbeinu, in the tzaddikim, he says. And he's the master of the house, of the holy world. Let me explain what this means. The word bereshit. The word bereshit, the zoyer, there's a chapter in the zoyer called the tkuna zoyer. I have to explain a little bit Kabbalah, a little bit, we'll try and make it simple. The word bereshit, the zoyer says, the Zoe says you could, you know, there's a, a math, there's a formula to this. If there's two letters, you can make two words out of it. If you take the Aleph and a Bet, you can make it Av, Aleph Bet, and if you, the other way around means boy coming. So two letters, you can make two words. If you have three letters, you can make six. If you have four letters, it's four times six. And it goes on. This, and if it's five, it's five times that amount. That means you could rearrange how much words you can make. The Zoya takes the word Bereshit and makes 70 type uh, uh, rearrangements of the letters and shows what it means. One of the things it makes from Bereshit, Rosh Bayis. The word Bereshit means, you rearrange the word, it means Rosh, the head Bayit of a house. So there is... The word Bereshit represents as the head of a household. To explain what this means, and, and the Zoyer explains, there are souls, you know, the, the Jewish people is very interesting. It represents, it's called a koime shleima, means it's an entire body. Sort of to say, there are souls who are incredible, brilliant, who help to learn interpret the Torah, like uh, the Gemara, the, the commentaries on the Gemara, there were brilliant people like the Rambam who explained the Torah. Those are called the Nishamas of the Chachma. And there was many, many, many um, souls. And each generation, Hashem put in always make sure the Chachma, the Torah, should keep on going. The, <clears throat> the, the Zoya says, do you know who's in charge of this? Moshe Rabbeini. Moshe Rabbeinu is in charge to make sure the Torah is not going to be forgotten. And he always plants souls into our generations to make sure that the Torah of that is the Rosh Bayis. So what he's saying, there is tzaddikim who are called the head of the household. The wise, usually we, we try to nominate a wise person, usually. That's a, but that's the, 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 the translation of Bereshim Rosh Bayis. Now he says, that means, that's to explain it even in a little deeper way. You know, truthfully, every person should really do the best that he can. You know, I, I always say over a funny story. We had a guest one time in my house, and he tells my children that he was in the Air Force. So, of course, my children the first time, oh, you're the one who was a pilot. And he says, no, I wasn't the pilot. So, again, and they go through the whole, and I was not a pilot, and I was not the co-pilot, and I was not the gunner, and what? Not the mechanic, what? 
You have to guess. After giving my children all time, I tell you what, I was the cook on the base. So he tried to explain that he was 17 years when he joined and he was going to become a pilot. He, 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 failed, he flunked the physical test, flunked this. He was so frustrated. He says, you know what, I like to cook. Let me try that out. And he became the cook the base. So he said, you have a base, you need a cook. If you're not going to have to cook, the pilot is not going to fly. So an army means of many different factions. Now, of course, you need a cook, you need a pilot, you need, you need people who are physically who could tolerate the stress of being a pilot, you need someone to navigate, you need someone who's quick at math. We need to have the, the Torah works this way too. There are tzaddikim who really do utmost, they are the pilots, they are the leaders of Klal they really are close to Hashem. And unfortunately, we are not so close to Hashem, but with their guidance and being close to them, we have an army. I, I tell this when, when a young couples come to me before they get married, I always tell them, you are in a partnership. One without the other is nothing. The Zoe says, a man without his wife and a wife without a man is half. That no one is more and no one is less. Your person cuts a, a, a dollar bill in half. It's not one is more, one is less. You, it's, if you don't glue it together, it's not a dollar bill. A household is made out of two. Claudius says a Jewish nation is made also this way. And there were tzaddikim who are very, they were called the chen. Yosef had tzaddik. Just to explain, the first person in the Torah called tzaddik is Yosef. You know, the Medrash says that Yosef had such an incredible charm, you know, without going into detail, that his master, Aishas Potiphera, who was twice his age or three times, just, just was overwhelmed by his, uh, by his charm. And she did everything you can imagine. Any novel writer to seduce him, and she couldn't. But he represented beauty because he would stand his great uh, Yetzirah. So there's Sadiqim is Yosef, and the Sadiqim is Moshe Rabbeinu. There are great Sadiqim who help us as a nation. See, it, see, but people have to understand that the souls that are not here is not they're not here. They're physically not here. They had an impact on us. When we say in the morning, "Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis al svas hayom." We say in, in, in the morning prayer, Jewish people saw the Mitzrayim dead on the, on the, on the ocean. So the, the Gemara says, you know who Yisrael is? Yaakov Avini. Yaakov Avini is with us. Yisrael, Yaakov is called two names, Yaakov and Yisrael. Yisrael is, he stayed with us. And he continuously, you know, is with the Jewish nation. The Zoya says, Moshe Rabbeini, is a mashgiach, just like you have a, a mashgiach in a restaurant, you want to make sure it's kosher. The Zoya clearly says, Moshe Rabbeini is mashgiach, watches over the Jewish people, the Torah should not be forgotten, which is an amazing thing. You know how amazing this is? We are in exile 2,000 years, and Torah is still being learned. Sometimes, some people, some historians claim that the last two generations, more Torah has been learned than before the war. It's, it's an incredible thing. The Zoe says, Moshe Rabbeinu is in charge to make sure the Torah should not be forgotten. 
That's why, you know, there is such a, of course, we have a free will, but somehow, spiritually, that's what's happening to Torah. Because without Torah, the Jewish people will become non-avoidable, intermarried, totally. Uh, I met a few weeks ago, to mention someone told me he didn't even know he was Jewish. That's how far he was, mom. Yeah, he was in a business. How far assimilation is when there is no Torah? He had a business meeting and he told them his name. So the guy on the other side of the table says to him, you know, that's a Jewish name. Don't say that. We're not Jews. We're Germans, you know. Goes home and he finds out, you know, his mom says, you know, we're, you know, we're Jews. My, just dad never wanted to tell anyone. <laughs> Imagine, and that's how he became, this one conversation ticked him off. You had to find out what Jews are all about. And he found, there is, he, found he became religious. With, but it hit me when he told me the story how he was so assimilated, so far living in, and he told me, I don't remember which, which neighborhood he was, not, not in California or someplace. It is, so without Torah, we become a sin. With the Torah, the Torah gives us to keep on going. So the tzaddikim of every door is sort of the charm and the chain who lives with us, in us, he says. <clears throat> So, it, this is a very deep title, and I want to explain something what Nachman says over here. You know, this is an abridged version. I want to explain, he says, you know, I want to say a personal story. I grew, I grew without a TV, without uh, movies. I'm fortunate. I went to look for a house, and it goes back many years ago, over 25 years, 26 years ago. I noticed there's a big picture in every house from someone I didn't know. So ask the agent, who is this? I used to have big folders. Every houseman, you know, on the wall. You don't know what this is? This is Michael Jackson. He says, who is Michael Jackson? She looks at me like I would have, you know, been from Mars. I says, I don't know, who is this? An actor? No, it's a singer. What hit me then, that I went to a few houses and there were teenagers. This is who a teenager worshiped. It was a huge one on the wall. They had these huge posters from head. Mom, when per person makes this their idol, you know, it doesn't mean it's their worshiping, but this is what they want. And people could stand in lines just to see the actor or the actress passing by. And, you know, you know just, this is where the, 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 the life becomes really meaningless. So what is life if the person could make an, sing nicely? So he's an entertainer, so what? Let's face it, so he's an entertainer. So nice, how does it sing? It's, it's nice, if you like music, enjoy the music. But when we worship this, that means we really look at the nonsense of life is important. So Rav Nachman explains what really happens, the clippus, the not, clippus means the shells, the non-kedusha becomes that's important. That's what's life, like I began to say, the koicha b'semigdish is to help us light us up to see what's important. So a person could say, this is important. And there are many people who, you know, who like, uh, were, uh, when he died, cried and was sad. You know, they never saw him. I mean, maybe they saw him on stage and then on a video. But because this was really important for them. You know, this is, this is the, so they, you know, the egg and drank and listened to his music. 
Where other, someone, even in the secular world, most, if you're more intelligent, you know, it's just music. You know, I've spoken to people who are much more, much more intelligent, understand, who, all right, it's entertaining. It doesn't make a big thing. But the, if you don't use your chachma, if you're not intelligent, you don't use an intelligent way, you look at life, this become, and that ball player, and that Laker uh, team, is so important that if you, you're afraid to lose, they're going to be a rights. And if they win, you're afraid of the rights. It's amazing. It just, it just amazes me. Because, and, and the truth is, let's face it, you know, it's a night, you know, you know I don't know how to play basketball, but I'm, I'm at, but you know you got a bunch of people had nothing to do with LA collected from all over the world to know how to throw a ball well and, and you know and do a good job and now this becomes something great. It, it in reality you look at it it's silly, but the people literally literally live for this and they dream it and it's important. And I remember many years ago when the soccer. Uh, Called still going on, but better forget the uh, yeah, gold cup. I had no idea what was going on, and in the middle of the night, I hear screaming down the block. And I, and I was about to call 911, I didn't know what was going on. I remember then I so either my wife or someone t told me, You don't know what's going to watching the soccer game, either someone lost or someone won, <laughs> and it was you know, watching it, it. It's it became so important that you know, because. When, when a person, and I could imagine there are people who are intelligent, who like to watch it, but not going to make it so much as an issue. It becomes a bigger issue the less, unfortunately we call it, the less intelligent you are. The less you use your mind, the less you understand what life is about, that's the more you make it. You know, a person could, it doesn't mean he can't enjoy himself music and can't enjoy himself see a ball game. But the, the, how much important is in their life has to do how they, what is important in your life. How do you live your life? What do you want from life? That is, so the same thing with Kedusha. When a person says, ah, he lives because this is a great tzaddikim. They're great, there are great people who are learners, great tamid chachamim, and great, this is where they look up. The, that's the chain of Kedusha, the charm of Kedusha. And tzaddikim literally had this chain. And the Bessamigdash, when it was standing, gave us this enormous chain, charm, for the tzaddikim. And we felt that this was important. See, today, you have to think about it, you have to tell the children. I, you know, I was once watching the children play uh, uh, baseball. So I see a boy pitching a ball, and he says a word, a name. So I asked the guy, what did he say? He says, I'm pitching like this uh, Dodger pitcher. I forgot the name, I'm not familiar with the name. I mean, this child was, you know, this was his pitch over here, which children need to play. But the question of what, they, what in their mind is important, this is which gets very blurry because we live, we live amongst the Gentiles, we live over here. What is important? The, the, the Besmigdish gave the power for us to be able to see and understand what, what's really important and what's not so important. As an adults, we understand it's not so important. And we, but as life goes on, there are issues which is much more blurry, and we don't know. The Besamikdash literally gave us a clean. There's another thing the Besamikdash gave us. You know, the Gemara says, we had it says a few times, Amnachim emphasizes, the Besamikdash gave us the wisdom too. Gave us incredible, which means 
an awareness. You could be wise, but not an aware. The Basimikish represents das. Das means you are aware. You know, the more a person is aware what life is, the more a person is aware that the shin is among you, you better you could have a relationship. See, the reason we have a hard time relating with Hashem because our heart is removed. I always, I, I've said, I always said this, Marshall, that it's, you know, when you're married and you had a hard time with your wife, I'm sure the ones that are married, all of us have the best time. But, you know, if ever happens, things don't go so well. You don't just move out. If you're going to move out, every time you have a good time, you're in trouble. What do you do? Just, you might be in a bad mood, you might be not in the best mood, but you're there, and uh, you'll overcome it, and then life goes on. What happens to us in life is when we are upset and depressed and not tuned in, we sort of check out. I, like I always say, we move to the valley, and you know, I'll see you when I'm in the mood to Davin, I'll come Davin, I'll move to, you know, right now I'm going through, which, it, which become disconnected. When the Bismignish was standing, the, 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 the way the Rizal explains it, people felt the presence of the Shechina. Didn't have to, you literally felt it. You felt the Shechina. And when the Bismignish got, see the destruction with Bismignish, doesn't mean it was destroyed. Why do we cry? If the Bismignish was standing, it'd be desolate, would be the same thing. When the Bismignish was standing and the Kabonis was being done, that brought the feeling of Hashem is with us. We all sometimes have this feeling. I'm sure all of us sometimes in a special moment, in a special day, when you meditated or you were going through a tough time, all of a sudden you feel something, uh, you know, Hashem is with you. But we don't have a continuous feeling. The Bismigdish gave this enormous feeling to, to have this. That's why I've always said, it's very interesting, and that uh, we have to cry and be sad, the Bismigdish is Chorov. But we have to be all year round happy because when you are happy, you could connect to the Bismigdish. See, happy people get along with people much better. You know, I had a guest to Shabbos from out of town. I still have two children at home, Baruch Hashem, the married of many of them. So I asked my daughters afterwards when the guest of, what did you find special? My, uh, the 19-year-old said, and I asked my 40, you knew what? She, she had a hard time with me. You know what? He had a huge smile the whole me. He was happy. When you're happy, you can relate to each other much better. Happy people have a much better relationship. Just like, just like happy people have a much better relationship with other people, happy people have a much better relationship with Hashem. Because when you're happy, you could be there for the other person. When you are sad and upset, all you focus is about your own pain. It's all about me. You know, I often explain this now in Pekabola, like we are generally selfish. We are born this way. I mean, you know, the second the baby is born, the baby cries. And every time the baby needs something, the baby cries. And if it's hungry, it cries. And it has a cries. And, and, and the, the baby has to be taken care. And all of a sudden, the child has become a teenager. That's why teenagers have such a hard time. They have to become, I always tell my daughters, you have to become unselfish. Not so easy. You know, uh, you know, now all of a sudden they're growing up and they have to be time to think about others. 
to share and know that other people exist. When a person is happy, he could unselfish himself much easier. He could, and he could, you know, be connected to another person. When a person is, everything is about themselves, is a very difficult to be connected. You know, if it's all about you, you know, it's all about me, it's very hard to have a relationship. That is, when a person is happy, simcha helps a person to come out of the shell, sort of to say, and say, how are you doing? And there's a you. There's not only a me. The hardest thing is also with Hashem. Because another human being, we always feel is a trade-off. I ask how you are, you ask me, Amir, we have a good uh, rapport, you know, this back and forth. The Hashem, we don't feel that back and forth. We, say, we, get, we get up in the morning and we say, good morning, Hashem. We don't hear good morning, uh, you know, don't, he doesn't answer us. So he tell your wife, he tell your spouse, good morning. You know, you get a response, and you might get a smile, and it's, it's a good thing to get a smile. But when you, when you talk to Hashem, you get up and you say, good morning, Hashem. I'm trying to listen. I never heard them answer me good morning. So it's much harder. It's much, much, much difficult. But that's why when you're happy, at least you can do yours. If you do enough yours, you get the feeling Hashem is with you. So it's very interesting. The Semigdish was destroyed. That causes us that we should be sad and unhappy. That means there's a certain mourning we have in the nine days because we lost it. But for that reason, all year round, we have to be even more happy because when the Semigdish was standing, we felt the, the Shechina. A person just felt it. You know, just sometimes... I was, someone told me, this is, this is true, someone told me, I went to Menachem Mobile. he says to me that often in the shiva, he feels his father's presence. He says, is this just a, a dimian? You know, dimian means uh, it's in my mind. I said, no, the Zoya does say in the shiva, the Zoya says the mess comes back into the house. And our people who are very sensitive could feel, you know, the person in, in, the, in the room, you know, I mean, in the house, people. There is a feeling that exists, that is true. La Havdil, when, when a person tunes into Hashem, after a while, he will feel the presence of Hashem. And it is very tough, you know, like, uh, because we have to do ours. See, Ram Nachman says also in this Torah, I want to say over an interesting story. In 1981, there was the first Lebanon war. I give a dafyoimi early in the morning. I go out of my house, and there's a guy walking to shul, and he's having, the good old days, people used to have a paper. Today, uh, it's getting less and less, the newspaper. He's walking with a paper to shul. I'm walking to shul too, and I ask him, what's the latest news about the war in Lebanon? He says, Rabbi, I, I turned the paper to the other side. I'm looking at the sports sections. I remember I didn't say a word. I was so deeply hurt. I didn't say a word. I remember I was, this goes back many years ago. And I was deeply hurt. I mean, this is the, the Jewish nation. Your brothers and sisters. Are you busy? Who won the Lakers? I don't know which game it was. I'm just teasing the Lakers fans over there. It was the Lakers who won the, who knows, I don't know, the other competition. I remember which sport. 
And it hit me for this person, and he was a married man, with children. He was, he was older than I am then. And remember, it is the unimportant things become important, even it, it, nothing to do with Kedusha. It's your brothers and sisters. It's our, you know, we identify with Israel. And here, the first thing he did, he got up in the morning, is read the back of the paper. So what happens is, Nachman explains, when the clippers become powerful, it, it overtakes people. They lose priorities in life. This is, you know, and I, I can imagine, you look at the back of the paper, I mean, but this is the first thing, ten to, quarter to six in the morning, walking to shul in the summer, reading the sports section. That hit me like, uh, but that's the truth. The truth is that when, a, when people are removed from Kedusha, then the non, the priorities get all mixed up, Ramachim says. And in the chain, there's a false charm. You know, in reality, you know, I don't want to be quoted over here, but I understand Michael Jackson was a, wasn't 100% normal. You know, he didn't live a normal life. I don't know all the details. But all of a sudden, everything is excusable. He could live a crazy life. And do, you know, he was accused of the most horrendous thing, but he's an artist that plays music, and he's, all of a sudden everything is okay. The same thing a guy should do, you would kill him. I, I, don't, know, I don't know all the details, but I've watched this. When it's, when it's someone who you are idle, uh, everything, all rules and regulations fall apart because it's the Kriches Atuma, Ramachim says. It's the clippers. The clippers means the tumor has no rules and regulations. You know, evilness doesn't have what's right and what's wrong. It just uh, doesn't have to be evil. Tumor no, doesn't have to be the word evil. It just the non-important issues become important. Kedusha, the other side is, you understand that Torah has to be learned. You understand davening has to be done. That's important. Tzadikim will teach the Torah important. You look at life in a whole different way. But when that falls, it's called zeh le'umah zeh. When there's kedusha great, then this goes down. When, when there is this, when the tumor goes up, the kedusha goes down. You know, this is not this is true in kedusha. This isn't true in, in regular intellectual life. Someone who is busy using his mind, you know, I could imagine a doctor who's busy studying to become a doctor. He doesn't have to be religious. He's not so much into the football. Eh, it'd be interesting, but you know, like. Uh, it's not the most important thing for him right now because he uses his mind for important things. When a person doesn't use his mind, the most important thing is, is to make him comfortable. People are willing to pay to be entertained. People pay, who knows? You know, when I, I, I grew up in Williamsburg and I first came here, people explained to me this is Hollywood. And it hit me one time, that means you pay millions and millions of dollars someone to, to act something that never happened, totally a lie, never happened, but not how to fake it. You pay for the medical who, doctors who's gonna save your life. Today they, they fetch this medical, they barely make a living. You see, it's how this thing is totally, you know, and the scale wrong. Someone who, you know, this is important, makes an enormous amount of money. In reality, we don't need them. And when the, when the shove comes to push, the world was, did exist without them. And what we do need, it comes less. That's because the sheker, it's called sheker hachen. 
in ancient Chayel, we call it's called Sheikerach, and there's a charm, but with it, it's a the right word. It's not a true charm. It's shek, a lie. It's it's false. There's a false charm. You know, there are people who are very charismatic, but once you get to know them, there's nothing there. I'm sure you all met such people. Certain people like could have a great charm, but there's really, really underneath nothing. There is such a concept of Sheker Achim. And when the Bismigdish was standing, we, Klal Yisrael, had a true Chain. The Chain of Klal Yisrael is very great. And inside of Nachman says a very profound Kabbalah thing. He says like this, I'm going to try to explain this. The Ches represents life. Ches, the letter Chet, is Chiyut, the Zoe says. Ches is life. Where there is wisdom, there is life. Wisdom gives life to its owner. The Zoya says, every atom in the world has wisdom in it. The wisdom is how Hashem gives life to that atom. You know, everything which is amazing. Every, every molecule in the world has incredible wisdom. And that atom, there's so much wisdom into it. That, so the, the life that Hashem gives to the world comes through the wisdom that the thing has. So the, the world, the way it stands, is incredible, incredible wisdom. The way our body works is, is incredible wisdom. How we think, how we hear, how we speak, and how we react, and how we interact. There's such wisdom. That's the chius. The chius is the light of Hashem coming through the wisdom. That's a famous concept in Chassidish, which Tanya speaks a lot about. That means that things in life exist because Hashem continues puts light. That light comes through the wisdom of Hashem. That means, as I said before, how, 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 how we see and how we hear. You know, we have, I remember once reading, we have a few hundred million, you know, the eyes... The muscle of the eyes is the most powerful muscle in the body, which many people don't know that. Your eye opens, closes, and lets the light in and out. It's incredible, works very fast. And it's one of the strong muscles. It has a few hundred million you know, cells to make that work. And we just, we just let it work, do its job. How much wisdom, how much wisdom is there that you hear me talking and you understand what I'm talking. There's a voice coming into your head and your mind interprets what we're saying. That's the life that every object has in the world. That's ches, that's chen. The nun represents malchus. The, the, the letter nun in Kabbalah is malchus, being responsible. Then a person who is a responsible person, very, very responsible, who takes upon responsibility, you know, runs... A, you know, gets married or has a household or for himself, takes care of himself. The more a person is responsible, the ches and the nun get together and becomes chen, charm. The ches is the chiyut, the life and the wisdom that it has. And the nun represents malchus, which you all know that, you, you know, it's, a lot, it's, it's so good to be in the, com in, in the company of someone who's very responsible. You know, people not responsible for themselves always are kvetchy and always are demanding and always are sad and always want and they have the, the vibes are not such good vibes. A person who is a responsible person for themselves take charge, 
has a great malchus together, the chesnu make a great chain, which is charm. That chain Claudius had, you know, incredible. Today, unfortunately, we have anti-Semitism because we, we unfortunately don't do the mitzvahs the right way. So that chain fell. And other but sort of the, 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 the secular world has the charm. You know, it looks charming to be a, a ball player or an actor. You know, all of a sudden, that's so charming. In reality, everyone knows if, if we need something, that actor is not going to, you know, even though I sometimes, sometimes you listen to the radio and this actor said an opinion. It sounds weird, you know. But, you know, why do people want to know the opinion? Because they don't understand, you know, there could be foolish or foolishness. But that's how people are. So the chain of life comes from Kedusha. And the more you learn Torah, the more you connect to yourself to Hashem, the more life you bring into yourself. Because the more you have connected the Shechina to Hashem, there's literally life. You're full of life, full of happiness. That's why you, it's so important to be happy, as I explained last week. Because when you're happy, you, have, you could take things into yourself. When you're not happy, sort of you, you, you cover yourself with a cover, and you're introverted, and you don't let anyone into yourself. And when you're happy, you're open, you're open to hear others, you're open to be close to others, and you're open to close to be to the Shekhinah, and you let the Shekhinah shine in your heart. That's the charm, the chain that really exists. Any questions? Yes. That's where the Yitzhahara plays a role. Why? I always, he asked a good question. How do you know how much time to spend? If you're married, your wife is going to let you know how much time you're spending. <laughs> She's going to let you know you're too tired. But, but it's the same thing with food. You know, I always tell the people in America, we always dieting, either eating or not eating. We, we, we are blessed with food, so we always like preoccupied with food. But, you know, it's very hard to say how much you should eat. Maybe you should eat less. I mean, you have to, this is the challenge of life. A person needs an outlet. Needs just to, well, that's a challenge. What, how much outlet do I need? How much am I fooling myself? You know, it's very easy to, to fool yourself. And, you know, and I, that's what I joke and I tell people, if you're not married, you said? When you get married, you'll find out your wife is going to put you into place. You're spending too much time. Uh, you know, but that's the reality is this way, is because it's hard to know, you know, it's very easy to fool yourself about that. Do I doing it for an outlet or am I just doing being selfish? You know, because, uh, yes. The truth is, I, 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 I believe that we all, it was automatic in the system. That means you worked from daybreak till it get dark. As soon as it get dark, you couldn't work. And you had to just settle down. 
you know, there was nothing. Tonight, we, we could be on the computer to work all night, and we don't know how to, you know, just. I hope we get stressed at the end of the day, not a quarter to six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that could be, but, that, but you know, yeah. stress, I, I just want to uh, explain something about stress. Stress always existed. I know people try to say today it's more. We are unbelievably blessed. I tell people, since Odomeritian was kicked out of the Ganeda, no one ever had such a wonderful life as we do. King Solomon didn't have what we have. He didn't have an air conditioning. He didn't have, uh, you know, coffee, decaf, regular coffee, and chal of Yisrael. And, you know, we have, you know, I point out to, at the Shabbos table, I always tell my wife, we have regular Coke, Diet Coke. And then one of my children likes the cherry Coke. And then we have water and juice and grape juice and wine. This is just the drinks. You know, do you think King Solomon had, you know, like, you know, she, he made pools for his wife, wives, you know, he made a huge pool. Do you think it was heated? Do you think it was filtered? Probably after they left the pool, they had to take a shower. Our pools are filtered. And my daughter quetched last week to me that there was too much chlorine in the water. <laughs> He says, you know what pools used to be. When I grew up, I remember before filtering in chlorine was, don't ask how dirty the pools used to be. We are truly blessed. We are so blessed that it's unbelievable. We, are, we, are, we, we live longer. We have medical signs. We are emotionally healthier. People have problems emotionally, could get help for themselves. We are so, so blessed. It's, it's amazing how blessed we are. The stress is how much we lack faith in Hashem. That's where the stress really comes. Person knows that everything is about shared in the world. You know, I always say this to people. I, you know, I watch newlyweds, Hashem married off many of my children, and the first few weeks, they think that the, the world is turning on their axis. Everything is wonderful. I want to tell you, I'll tell you an incredible story. In 9-11, right after the story 9-11, I used to ask people, where were you 9-11? So a few months later, I have a couple of states came for me, and I asked them, where were you 9-11? And he becomes quiet with the value. I'll tell you something. Do you know what happened to us 9-9? 9-11 was Tuesday. 9-9, we got married. And we were in a hotel in New Jersey, you know, newlyweds, and we woke up, and she says, she says, I turn on the TV, something World Trade Center, I closed the door. Come down, nothing. Come down in the afternoon, we want to go for eating to bite because we have to go shave brothers. We don't come down. Everyone is serious, sad. What happened? What do you mean, what happened? Look at the TV. What happened? You know, the World Trade Center fell down. What? She says, what happened was she wakes up in the morning. She's a newlywed. She turned on the TV. Something about the World Trade. What's something? You know, she, if she wouldn't be newlywed, you would have looked at her. What? You know, but you really went, you're into your husband. You're, you're not interested in anything. You just erase everything and you don't even know the world, the, 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 the you know, Twin Towers came down. 
You know what I mean? It is when a person is in a very happy mood, sort of to say, has the power to push everything away. When a person believes that everything is bashed, everything in the hand of Hashem, you wake up in the morning with the most calm, sweet feeling. No, imagine waking up in the morning with no anxiety. Like he said, you sometimes wake up in the morning stressful. Imagine waking up, there's no anxiety. You know, everything is going to be perfect. And uh, th that comes, the more faith you take into yourself, the more money you take into yourself, you know, that I don't run my life. I do the best that I can. God is in charge. I have to do mine. The more you do this, and the more you live this, the calmer you become. The anxiety and the nervousness and the insecurity where we have a big part mainly comes because we're, you know, we are uh, sort of uh, shaken up because we're not sure what's going to be today. But you know that today is going to be exactly what Hashem wants it to be today. And it's exactly, you know, because you could be blessed and the many wealthy people wake up in the morning also with anxiety. That doesn't ask because what's going to be with my business deal today? You know, and this and so you got to give yourself an infusion of emuna into yourself. That's why faith, when a person really believes, nothing shakes them up. People have a great faith in Hashem when, as they go through life. You know, they, they, they don't fall apart because they're not okay. This is what we shared. I'm going to do mine. I'll do my best. But if you don't believe in Hashem, then it's very, you know, this guy did it this, and I, I blame myself. The other day, someone was trying to explain to me that he's so angry with himself, and so annoyed. And then, uh, he did a mistake. It wasn't even such a big mistake. And but he's, you know, it's Bashet. It happened already. This is Bashet. You have to look at it. Yes. But the trust Hashem, the faith that I'm talking is to know that Hashem puts it, you know, Hashem put us into this world and everything is going to be the way He wants it to be. We have a free will, we have to do ours, but He is running the world. Trust, I trust Hashem. You have to believe in God to trust Him. You have to have a father to trust the Father. If you don't believe that He's your Father, you cannot have a father to trust. Everything trust is you believe this, you believe in Hashem, and you also know that He runs the world. And what's happening to you and to me today, and to all of us, there's a reason why every one of us is going through what they're going through. It's not by chance. To the best that I can. My responsibility to do the best that I can. The rest is up to Hashem. My responsibility today is. Whatever you, you, you're planning to do today, it's, you know, spend with the family, learn or daven, whatever you need. I'm, today, you know, at least we are lucky that we have the sun 90% of the year. You know, today is not such a sunny day. But you could make this the sunniest day in your life. Do you know that? Today, it's, it's only 10 o'clock. You could make the entire day unbelievably sweet. Now, yesterday, we all lived. If we're alive today, we lived yesterday. And how you lived yesterday was up to you. If I could replay yesterday's day, 
you know, you will ask yourself, I could have smiled better. I could have laughed better. I could have been more charming, enjoyed my time much better. Instead I was doing this, instead of, I mean, you have the choice, really the choice to, your day, what you have is to make it a, a happy day. Just like you look back yesterday, right? You could have made yesterday a great, charming day, better than you look. You look, well, I could have smiled better, I could have, you know, uh, spent more time smiling with my children better, I'm talking by myself. Today, you have a whole day now. Why don't you tell yourself, I am going to live today smiling. See, I, I always tell myself, if you being angry and not smiling is going to get you uh, uh, further in life, be angry, be depressed. But it never helps. I never noticed that anyone being depressed and angry got him ahead of life. Angry people, the best feeling is just, you know, it's like an anchor on your legs that pulls you down. So, smile today, have faith in Hashem today, and enjoy the life that Hashem gave you, and be connected to Hashem, you really enjoy the day.